Today's episode of Your Stories is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless you're using Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone about? It's a secret you don't like to share because it might make you feel weird. Maybe you're into something different. Uh, comic books, fantasy football, push-ups. Your stories to me has been this really kind and welcoming space where people just have the guts to be really honest and they share their voices and their stories with everyone there. No questions asked. Uh, I've heard stories about all those things. Uh, maybe not, not a lot of push-ups. I maybe haven't heard a lot of stories about push-ups. The Nerdalogs is group therapy meets Toastmasters. I know there's always a place where my odd thoughts and unusual habits will be welcomed and championed in a warm, supportive environment by other nerds just like me. And what's fun is you'll see people in the audience one month, and then all of a sudden they uh, go up and tell their story. So your story becomes their story and their story is your story and then it's our story and then it's a podcast so it's everybody's story and then you've shared it and gosh that's great huh and even if you don't think you're a nerd you probably are it's easily the most midwestern thing i've ever been a part of hey everybody I'm Eric Garneau, and this is the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories podcast. This week, we're continuing with our look back through some of the best performances of our own Mary Beth Smith, and we'll be celebrating her in style next Saturday, October 20th at the Cards Against Humanity Theater, which marks her last Your Stories performance in Chicago. Uh, It should be a pretty great and emotional show. Mary Beth's performances have always been so earnest and heartfelt, and the one you'll get on today's episode is a standout. This comes from January 2014, our year-end tradition annual wrap-up, and in thinking about the year that preceded it, Mary Beth decides to perform a Mountain Goat song this year, with some incredibly thoughtful reasons for doing so. Uh, In particular, she has this quote in her lead-up to the song about uh, keeping around sad songs and films to help her feel those emotions instead of ignoring them. Uh, Man, I have been thinking about that since she said it. Um, Anyway, this episode's full of musical stuff from myself, Dwight, and Claire Friedman as well. So enjoy tons of tunes and get ready to celebrate MB next Saturday. Queen Bee, 
my friends and I, we've cracked the code. We count our dollars on the train to the party. And everyone who knows us knows that we're fine with this. We didn't come for money, but every song's like gold teeth. Who's tripping in the bathroom? Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room. We don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams. But everybody's like crystal Maybach. Diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash. We don't care. We are caught up in your love affair and we'll never be royal. We're Hi, I'm Katie. <laughs> so, yeah, the theme was annual. Um, I feel like every year, um, if not every year, every other year, I go through some sort of existential crisis where I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why am I... Why am I... Do- why do I care about writing? Why do I care about sketch? Like, am I good? Am I good at all? Because... You know, sometimes I really don't feel appreciated at all, and I'm, like, wondering if what I'm doing means anything at all. And so that's probably what led me to look back at at sketches and stuff that I'd written. And I found this sketch that I'll read in a moment um, from a class that I took in college called Stylistics. Um, it's super nerdy because it was um, – uh, you did writing exercises based on grammar – and um it's it's actually pretty awesome if if you are an English teacher or um want some interesting grammar writing exercises. Um it's called Gram dash O dash Rama. Um they even have a website, <laughs> Grammarama. Um and uh one of the um pieces that I wrote, it was from it was called um an exercise called Musicalizing a Speech. And um you could take like the Gettysburg Address or um, some other important speech, and then try to capture the, the cadence of the words, not necessarily the words themselves, and use like a, a kazoo or an instrument to try to capture that. So I took um, Peter Cook's speech from The Princess Bride, the Mowage speech, and I used, and I used a kazoo, and I'm also wearing a Princess Bride shirt tonight. Um <laughs> Because it would be awesome, I'd like everyone to read it out loud for those at home. Uh, one, two, three. Inconceivable! I do not think that word. 
means what you think it means. Yeah! Good job. A lot of people can read. Um, <laughs> barely. Um, so yeah, so everybody in class like got it and thought it was funny. The teacher did not. I think it's a generational thing. And she was just like, I I don't know. I don't know if people will get it. And I just, I fought so hard for that piece. I was just like, I am sure the audience will get it. I'm sure the audience will think it's funny. She fought equally as hard against it. Then it came to the final um, voting and, you know, deciding what's going in the show. And, you know, luckily some people in the class backed me up, but, you know, I was still really fighting for it. And luckily she was kind enough to let it be in the show and it fucking killed. It was really good. And it just like, it, it helped me to remember, oh yeah, if you believe in yourself, you know, it, something can be good. You know, you, you can be right sometimes. And that was like really good to remember and equally awesome to remember was was this scene um, that uh, I'll read with the aid of the awesome David Wilhelm, uh, who's stepping in at the last minute. Oh, it's all right. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, please apply for him. He's so awesome. I was busy um, knocking my drink over. Oh, it's okay. Um, this this was based on an exercise called verbals, um, and verbals are originally verbs, but they're they're more than verbs. They can take the shape of nouns or adjectives. Um, and so it's kind of just like a verbal wordplay scene. And so naturally I chose the style of film noir. And this is actually still on their website, uh, grammarama.com. I was like, what? So that was a huge compliment to me. And again, like when you're, when you're feeling down, definitely like go back through your accomplishments. It makes you feel a lot better. So without further ado, take, take, take. I was taking a nap in my office when I first noticed the breathtaking redhead by the name of Kate. I took a double take. Take a picture, it'll last longer. You took me by surprise. Take a seat. I won't take up much of your time. Somebody's been taking money from my father's restaurant, and I want to know who. What's worse is that my father could take the blame for it. He takes pride in his reputation, and he doesn't take kindly to thieves taking money behind his back. Are you taking this down? I'm taking it into consideration. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. What's your father's name? Blake. Blake Maloney, and take it from me, it's good to have him on your side. I don't take sides. Your dad's Blake Maloney, eh? You must take after your mother. I hope not. My mother took her own life. You take yourself pretty seriously, don't you? Well, it's taken a lot out of me, that dirty crook taken from my father. Take it in stride. Here, take a pill. It'll take a little while to take effect. Look, I know Blake isn't your father. What kind of a dope do you take me for? Okay, so I was taking you for a ride. He's not my old man. Usually people don't guess because he took my name, but you're right. He's my husband. That's too bad. I was going to take you out. But more likely, order some take-in. <laughs> Take-out in. Gotcha. Well, I'm taken. But I do think he's taken up with someone else. If he's cheating on me, I'm not going to take it lying down. No, but the other dame will. <laughs> take it, I mean. What, you can't take a joke? No. He's taking me for granted. All he's ever done is take, take, take. Would you take heart and take my case? When did the last robbery take place? Ten o'clock last night, give or take ten minutes. Take my advice. Your husband's bad news. That wasn't a robbery. The cops have been on the take to keep him in business, and the mob came to Maloney's bar last night to take a collection. Oh, that's a new take on it. You're not too quick on the uptake, are you? You take that back! <laughs> Don't take it out on me, sister. You made the mistake of marrying a mobster. He promised he'd take care of me, 
But then he started to take advantage, and then he took up killing people. Well, you know what? That takes the cake. Drake, what do you say? Take it or leave it. Take me. There she was, ready for the taking. So I took over, and it took a little give and take. But she took it all in. (laughs) Next day, I took off after Blake. He took the dive for the robberies, and I got to take the credit for the arrest. So what can I take away from this? I need to take five more often. We did not rehearse that at all. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Also, sweet, sweet plug for Grandma Rama. I'm, I'm a grammar nerd. I'm totally gonna go look at that site. Look at Mary Beth Smith up here. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and, and come join me if you want okay. uh, to continue with uh, a seemingly kind of a theme. I'm also gonna do uh, something musical tonight. Also, uh, Mary Z shared that uh, getting the Wiggins thing with me on my podcast and BSing, and it's like my favorite thing in the world, so uh, give Mary another hand before I start. And everyone else is great, but did you hear her song? Oh my god. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> June 7th, 2013 marked a year of being unemployed after getting laid off from my first job in Chicago. Uh, October 30th, 2013, marked a year of being incredibly single after my most recent breakup. (laughs) December 13th, 2013, marked a year since I tragically lost a dear friend of mine named Nick. Uh, As an eternal optimist, I try not to linger on the hard stuff, but uh, losing a job, ending a relationship, the death of a friend, uh, that's some of the hardest stuff. And I found myself really marking those anniversaries this year more so than I usually would uh, remember a year since this thing or that thing happened, but some really incredible things happened this year, too. Uh, I eventually got a job that I love. The Nerdalogs became a collective significant other. And... Uh, sex stuff. And, <laughs> no sex stuff. Uh, and my best friend moved to Chicago. I like keeping around melancholy songs and films, uh, to help me feel emotions instead of ignoring them and to help me reflect on all the good things I have. And this is one of those mantra songs for me through a tough year. Uh, this song is called This Year by the Mountain Goats. time. Six cylinders underneath the hood crashing and kicking. I listen to the engine whine. I am gonna make it through this year if it kills me. 
drunken haze. I was 17 years young. Hurt my knuckles punching the machines. The taste of scotch rich on my tongue. And then Kathy showed up and we hung out. Eyes, holding hands, twin high maintenance machines. I am gonna make it through this year if it kills me. I am gonna make it through this year if it kills me. I drove home in the California dusk. I could feel the alcohol inside of me hum. Picturing this look on my step. Face. Ready for the bad things to come. I downshifted as I pulled into the driveway. The motor screamed out, stuck in second gear. The scene ends badly, as you might imagine. In a cavalcade of anger and fear, there will be feasting and dancing in Jerusalem next year. I am gonna make it through this year. If it kills me, I am gonna make it through this year. If it kills me, to get to perform with Mary Beth. Dwight, come on up. So this is kind of cheating because this is a cover of a song that came out in 1980, but the cover was just released. Uh, Glenn Hansard uh, and Eddie Vedder and Clarence, no, not Clarence, and uh, I can't think of the guy's name, uh, something Clemens III. Maybe it's Clarence Clemens III, if that gives you a hint as to who wrote the song originally. So this con- song is called Falling Softly, Come a Better Man. No, that's not true. Thank you, Mary Beth. God damn it, how did no one else get that? This is... Uh, a lot of people have talked about kind of somber things. I guess that's supposed to be uh, expected. Let's let's sing in this. is. It's technically about the end of a relationship, but I think it can kind of be about any loss. So let's think about, you know, maybe this is a, letting, a catharsis of all the loss that we've experienced this year. This song is called Drive All Night, originally by The Boss. But you can tell I'm doing the Glenn Hansard version because I'm capoing on three instead of one. It makes a difference. So Dwight's going to be Eddie Vedder. And I'm going to be Glenn Hansard. When I lost you, honey Sometimes I think I lost my guts too I wish God would send me a word Send me something I'm afraid to lose 
shivers down my spine And all I want to do is hold you tight Baby, baby, baby I swear I'd drive all night again Just to buy you some shoes And to taste your tender charm This fallen angels And they're waiting for us down in the street And tonight There's calling strangers Hear them crying In defeat Let them go Let them go Let them go right ahead, girl Just dry your eyes And come on, come on, come on, come on Let's go to bed Baby, baby, baby I swear I'd drive all night again Just to buy you some shoes And to taste your tender charm
Jersey. The, uh, where, the fl- where the fuck Glenn Hansard from? Where is Glenn Hansard from? Like Scotland, Ireland? I don't know. In- Ireland. He's from Ireland. I thought you were trolling me. No, I actually don't know where Glenn Hansard is from. Okay. I don't know much about Glenn Hansard. But I know I like him. I know I like him. That whole EP is really good. And if you buy it, it goes to charity, so buy it. Uh, yeah, okay, Dwight, this is your show. Oh, uh, so this, this, uh, album actually didn't come out this year because, uh, the band has had a lot of problems with their label, so they wouldn't <laughs> let them release it, but they, on their website, were just like, I mean, we can't tell you to, to go and pirate it, but like going to this site or this site and downloading it illegally, because that would be against the law for us. But if you go to these sites, like we're gonna tell you not to do that, and they just list a bunch of. So I mean, it came out this year, but uh, it didn't come out. It might year. also come out next year. Maybe we'll hear this again next December. Um, okay, give me the tempo. Oh, one, two, three, four. Someday you will grow up and learn to lie. Just like your daddy did when he told you no one ever really dies. I hope that I'm not there when you realize. Those with their nose in the air will never look you in the eye. And you will go toe to toe like David and Goliath. Who will be Goliath? Who will throw the stone? I don't know. I don't know. Said the man with all of the answers. end of the night, he would always overstay, but I never had a reason to complain, until the day that he stopped coming by, and I missed his company, and you will go toe-to-toe, like David and Goliath, they will be Goliath, and you will throw the stone, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, said the man with all of the answers, he don't have the answers. Thank you all so much for coming. We do this every month, third Sunday of every month at the Pub Theater. Uh, this is great. You guys are great. Give a round of applause for everyone who told the story tonight.
We're going to close out with It's a Short Song, a song that is barely a real song, but I put on my year-end mix anyway. So um, Fred Armisen has a fake band called Ian Rubbish and the Bizarros. And uh, when uh, it's like his tribute to The Clash, kind of, but they love Margaret Thatcher. But when he left SNL, he kind of wrote this really sweet song uh, about leaving the show. And, like, I just, I thought it was a really touching kind of encapsulment of, of highs and lows. Like, like I said, everyone's kind of had some dour things to say tonight, and that's to be expected, I guess, when you're reflecting on the year, you know? Uh, to kind of counter that, my year started really badly, like, uh, and it ended really well. So, I mean, you know, yin and yang. I'm not trying to be an asshole about it. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I guess the lesson is may we all have the tenacity to weather the hard times and the wisdom to enjoy the good ones when they're here. So, here's a song kind of about that. It's called, uh, It's a Lovely Day. When they smash your things and throw them in a bin, you gotta say, it's a lovely day. When your cup of tea is filled with the sour milk sea, you gotta say, a lovely day Sometimes it feels like things are falling apart Just remember it's so lovely If you bike collides with where the wasps reside You've got to say, it's a lovely day. If life is changing fast, well, the future's just the past. you got to say, it's a lovely day. Your mates are not around And you need them when you're down You gotta hang on It's still a lovely day Podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com/nerdalogs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>